Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, let's go to work. Welcome to Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Greeny's out today, so alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. Welcome to the show, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Five days until the start of the college football season, 17 days until the Dallas Cowboys travel to Tampa Bay to take on the defending champion Buccaneers in the season opener for the National Football League and quarterback battles everywhere, which is the name of the game on today's program. That means it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The story from the National Football League last night, the San Francisco 49ers defeat the Los Angeles Chargers 15-10 to to conclude Sunday's action for preseason week two. Trey Lance, rookie quarterback out of North Dakota State, completes 8 of 14 passes for 102 yards with two touchdowns and an interception, Courtney. And after the game, it felt like we might be getting closer to having a quarterback controversy in San Francisco. Here's Kyle Shanahan after the game. Are you going to make an announcement? Is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter week one? No, I'm not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. A bit of a departure, Courtney, from what Kyle Shanahan had been saying in the buildup to week one, which was that Jimmy Garoppolo was the guy. And now does it feel to you as if the Niners have a full-blown controversy heading into week one on the road against the Detroit Lions? I still think Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers week one, but it does kind of feel like Kyle Shanahan is either A, playing a really uh, really good game here, or is actually contemplating that he might need to change his you know course of action from what he had been talking about, uh, you know, dating back to like the eve of training camp. It was pretty obvious that Jimmy Garoppolo was the pr- presumptive starter at quarterback and that that had been kind of part of their plan ever since drafting Trey Lance back in April. But those type of comments, not just saying downright Jimmy G is the starter week one, we're still giving Trey every single chance to take time and develop. I don't know. It kind of feels like we're opening the door for maybe a change there. But then again, Joe, we're hearing this all across the league. I mean, Matt Nagy talked himself into a circle on Saturday (laughs) uh, when he was talking about Andy Dalton and Justin Fields and what the plan's going to be there. It feels like both of these teams, with the discourse surrounding their quarterback situation, might be altering their plans, potentially, if we see something else that makes us think that in another preseason game this week. But you know, you got to look at what Trey Lance did on Sunday against the Chargers. It kind of felt like an, the opposite of his performance week one of the preseason, where this time he has a slow start and he figures it out. I think that that's a really promising sign that might lead Kyle Shanahan to altering course. Lance has so much variance when it comes to the rookie quarterbacks. The upside is there. We saw it on full display last night, two big touchdown drives, but perhaps more importantly to what you're bringing up, the resilience. Starting slow throwing an interception, making some early mistakes, sticking with it, and finding ways to improve throughout the course of the game. His upside is extremely high. The ability to run, the ability to roll right and throw back to the left. He can do it all, but he's also got a low floor at this point in his career. He hasn't played a whole lot of high-level football in the last couple years. The game is going to pick up dramatically in terms of speed between now and when he does get under center in the regular season, and there's a lot to work on offensively, but that doesn't mean he can't figure it out. The key as to why the Niners should 
should go with Jimmy Garoppolo in week one is the fact that they're not competing for a playoff spot this year. They're not looking to go eight and eight. There are teams that are looking to take a step forward in 2021, and then there are teams that are looking to win Super Bowls. The Niners are one of those teams. They have the defense. They have the coaching. They have the O-line, the running game, and the arsenal of weapons. You can't risk starting a low-floor rookie quarterback in week one, two, three, and four, and to let those games possibly get away from you. The opening five games on the schedule for the Niners, at the Lions, winnable. At Philadelphia, winnable. Hosting Green Bay, interesting. Hosting Seattle, at Arizona, so back-to-back divisional matchups, and then you're hosting the Indianapolis Colts. You're going to need a veteran presence in those games. You're going to need a guy who can navigate the deep waters because ultimately if you slip in key games like that early in the season with a guy like Trey Lance, it's not going to matter if he surges late in the year. That could be the difference between winning the division and missing the playoffs entirely because you've seen the NFC West. They're the most stacked division in football this year. Absolutely, and I think he was the one of all the five rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round. He had the best situation laid out for him before he even got on the plane to go to San Francisco, knowing that there was an incumbent veteran who got that team to a Super Bowl appearance in in the 2019 season, and knowing you would have all the time that you feasibly want to develop him and not have to force him into a situation and say, hey, we're in win mode now. We need you to go out there and win now for us. I mean, he's got the best situation, I think, still of any of the rookie quarterbacks. It's just behind the scenes, what's Kyle Shanahan thinking? Is this just lip service where he's like, I don't know. Now I'm changing my course a little bit. Like, it's not like he's saying anything all that different, Joe, but it's kind of like these little tweaks and the nuance in what he's saying that lead you to believe, is the door a crack open? Is it a little bit more open? Is it, like, wide open? Who knows? Um, I still, like I said to you at the top of the show, I still think that Jimmy Garoppolo will start week one, but there's something in Kyle Shanahan's tone and what he said last night where it feels like he's leaving the door open, whether that's to, to ignite more competition before his guy uh, with his guys. You heard Jimmy Garoppolo after the game say that Kyle's always challenging them. Maybe this is that. But it also kind of feels like, we know what's really going to happen and that they, these might just be games for the next, what, two weeks before the start of the regular season. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. That was Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Shanahan was asked additional questions after last night's win over the Chargers, specifically regarding the dynamic as to the quarterback battle between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Take a listen. You said open the camp saying it's Jimmy's a starter, not an open competition, but obviously everybody's competing. Has anything done much to change that dynamic as you go into the third preseason game? No, I haven't seen that. You know, I would love for um, it to be more and more each week, but, you know, I think the situation is pretty similar right now. The good news for the Niners is that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, who led this team to a Super Bowl two years ago. Now, a lot of people can say, well, they had a great defense, great coaching. Garoppolo wasn't exactly a franchise quarterback that season. I can understand that. Go look at what he did in that New Orleans game on the road, which ultimately those were the type of wins that proved to be the difference between grabbing the one seed over Seattle when they won that division and falling to a wild card spot. I mean, look at what happened to the Seahawks that year. They had to go to Philadelphia to win a playoff game. Then they had to go to Green Bay where they ultimately lost. So the fact right now that you have a guy like Garoppolo, it's a very different situation, don't you think, than what's going on in Chicago where Andy Dalton kind of a proven commodity with a lower ceiling. 
Absolutely. I mean, Andy Dalton was a backup last year in Dallas after a long career where he was, you know, good but not great in Cincinnati. So I think the situation you're looking at in Chicago, not only, I mean, the the 49ers were where they were because of the trade that they made back in April with the Dolphins and the Eagles, and and they changed the quarterback order uh, back months before the draft. So what Chicago did in giving up the farm and saying, well, we all need to win now. We all, meaning Ryan Pace, meaning Matt Nagy, because our jobs could very well be on the line. You know, the stuff with Andy Dalton, it just kind of feels like that argument's just not even standing up against itself. I feel like the coaches know that because of what they're seeing in Justin Fields in these preseason games. They don't really have the luxury of time nearly as much as San Francisco does, given the caliber of the incumbent quarterback that they have under center. Like Jimmy Garoppolo versus Andy Dalton. I know I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like you're doing the same. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. And I, and I feel like they are completely different situations for that very reason. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, and motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortinball. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Why one coach feels the need to make matters even worse. That's coming up next here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny. The podcast. Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. Great to have you with us today as we turn our attention to the quarterback battles in the National Football League that are set to take place and play out between now and 17 days from now when the NFL season kicks off in Tampa Bay as the defending champion Buccaneers play host to the Dallas Cowboys in Chicago over the weekend. The Buffalo Bills throttle the Bears 41 to 15, but it's the preseason. Who cares about the final results? What matters is what happens on the field from a quarterback battle perspective, especially in the city of Chicago. Andy Dalton completes 11 of 17 passes for 146 yards with one touchdown and one interception. But all the rage, Courtney, 
is on Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, first-round pick of the Chicago Bears, completes 9 of 19 passes for 80 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but that has not stopped the Chicago faithful from losing their minds over what they could have in Fields. Bears head coach Matt Nagy, after the game, had this to say when it comes to Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and how they're approaching week one. For us is going to be something for us is, is seeing what he does during the season. You know, that, that's how we got We got to be able to see what, what can Andy do during the season with this team and with, with these guys. Um, that has been our plan this whole entire time. Um, uh, at the same point in time, we also need to evaluate and see where Justin's at and what he can do. And, again, he's doing everything that we're asking him to do. He's, he's doing great. So um, I think it's a good situation for us, and I understand, I truly understand the – the, I don't know what the word would be, but the, the want to for people to want to see more of Justin and, and all that, I get that. Um, but we also understand where we're at and, and how what the true plan is. And, and all we can do is ask Justin to keep playing, and he's doing it, and Andy to keep playing, and Nick to keep playing. Courtney, the fans want Justin Fields. That's no surprise. It sounds like the team wants to be a little bit more patient. What should Matt Nagy and the Bears do as they approach week one against the Los Angeles Rams? This is a tough one. It's different than the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation in San Francisco because you have the benefit of time on your side if you're Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach, about when you're going to make that switch. The the thing I took from Matt Nagy's bite that we played there that just keeps sticking out to me is they're going to evaluate this situation about on what Andy Dalton does for them during the season. So if it looks really, really bad, Joe, early on, and it's not going to be a cakewalk in week one. They start out with the Rams. That's not going to be easy. You might be looking at making a switch far sooner than you had anticipated doing because in reality, if Andy Dalton's playing awesome football and you're winning a lot of games and that defense was back to where it was in 2019 and that's how you're able to get into the playoffs again and make a deep push that probably means that that Justin Fields wouldn't be playing until probably later in the season but then again we're talking about the future of the quarterback position in Chicago and we know that that's not Andy Dalton he's a placeholder until you're ready for Justin Fields to take over that position How soon is that going to be? Have we seen enough so far? I don't think so, just personally, like not putting too much stock into the preseason and everything yet. I want to see what that looks like at live live speed, live action. We saw a little bit of that with the sack on Saturday and him getting his helmet knocked off. But I just feel like the Bears are just teetering on this edge where they, they know what they should be doing but they're still trying to hold out that Andy Dalton is their guy until they see something that tells them he can't be their guy anymore. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. The Chicago fan base, and I love them, and I mean this with all love, but there is no fan base in all of football that's thirstier for competent quarterback play than Chicago. Of the 32 NFL franchises, they're the only one that's never had a 4,000-yard passer. It seems like year after year after year, the Bears trot out a defense that's good enough to contend deep into the playoffs, but they just don't have the trigger man who can get them over the hump. So they go into the offseason, they trade up in the first round, they bring in Justin Fields from Ohio State, and this thirsty fan base now has exactly what it wants. It has their guy for the future. But you made an interesting point earlier. There's no rush in Chicago. There's a rush in Baltimore. 
they need to get to a Super Bowl. Everyone can say, well, no, you know, Lamar Jackson's the guy. He is the guy. But you got to make that happen, all right? You've been teetering for too long, not having playoff success. There's a rush in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers already has one foot out the door. There's a rush in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger's getting ready to retire. There's no rush in Chicago. No one's expecting you to win a Super Bowl this year, and it's unlikely a guy like Justin Fields can step in and get that done. You have to look through the smoke and realize that Fields has been okay in the preseason, but he hasn't been great. He's completed 9 of 19 passes for 80 yards against the Buffalo B squad over the weekend. And in that first matchup against the Miami Dolphins, he struggled against the starters, and then he had success against the backups. Bring him along slowly. You're paying Dalton one year, $10 million for a reason. Let him figure it out early. I do think there's a rush, though, for the people whose jobs are at stake for next for next year, potentially. that They might not be coaching or GMing the Chicago Bears in 2022 there's not a it's such a it's a it's such a fine line that you teeter because you don't want to rush Justin Fields along and screw up his development not saying they're the same caliber of player but the Bears learned this lesson in 2017 with Mitchell Trubisky and what happened the last four seasons they don't want anything to get in the way of that potentially repeating itself with Justin Fields so it's kind of like they want to push this thing forward. They they really do. If you if you knew that this would save your job and that this would guarantee that you'd be able to get another contract and, and stay employed with the Chicago Bears, you would do it. But you also can't go hedge your bets that it would work that way, which is why, I mean, you paid Andy Dalton $10 million. I mean, backup quarterbacks turned starters who can go back to being backups at some point. Those guys are valuable. Also, let's not forget that Nick Foles is still on this roster. Like, lost in the mix here, Joe. We never talk about the fact that that guy's collecting $6.7 million at the moment to sit on the bench as the third-string quarterback. He's now, unkillable. He He's everywhere. Nick Foles he, is unkillable. Now, will he get released maybe on the 31st and, and another team will have a chance to you know bring him into the fold as a very quality backup maybe but they've had they have options in Chicago which is good they set themselves up to have options I think that that's exactly what you want to do here if you need to take as many swings at this thing to get it right because you know ownership is kind of you know they've drawn their line in the sand here kind of the way that Detroit did with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia going into last season that it's you know if you can't get it right now then you're out and I feel like that's the pressure that's on this staff and on this front office in Chicago as they want to make sure they don't pull, you know, they don't pull Andy Dalton in the season and make that switch earlier than they need to just based on, you know, what they're hoping will happen as far as keeping everybody employed going forward. Bears management has put itself in a precarious situation because they allowed Ryan Pace, the general manager, and head coach Matt Nagy to stick around for another year. So they also allowed them to make the move on draft day to move up and acquire Justin Fields. So now you're stuck with one of two courses of action. One, you give Fields and Nagy the proper amount of time to try to develop a guy like Justin Fields, which is not one year. You should give them three years to work with him. Or you put yourself in a situation where if they don't deliver this year, which they haven't been doing in each of the last few years, you have to part ways with them. And if you part ways with them – What are you doing drafting Justin Fields and then in year two giving him his second head coach, his second general manager, and his second offensive coordinator? The fastest way to destroy a young quarterback is inconsistency across the board year in and year out. Alex Smith in San Francisco had what? Six different play callers over his first six seasons? How is a guy supposed to make any sort of progress? Josh Allen has been the blueprint, and the Buffalo Bills have showed the rest of the league how you develop a young quarterback. Allen had plenty of potential, but he was raw, so he came in. 
head coach Sean McDermott, offensive coordinator Brian Dable. They have been there each of the years that Josh Allen has been in Buffalo. They went out and they brought in weapons like Stephon Diggs to build around him. They coached him up. They gave him continuity, and he made progress. You can't draft a guy like Fields with a lame duck coach, if he is a lame duck coach, and then make the change in the offseason and stick Fields with a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, possibly a head coach that doesn't necessarily see him as the future QB. So Chicago finds itself in a precarious situation. They have to navigate these waters in the opening month very, very carefully, to your point. Justin Fields, after the game against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, was asked what it would be like to get some of those first-team reps. Take a listen. I'm curious to see what it would look like if you played alongside starters. Am I curious to see? Yeah. Uh, I don't Am I curious to see? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess you can say that. Um, I feel like that's a tough question. I'm, I'm not really worried about that. I think that time will come, you know, when it's needed. And, but right now I'm just not even focused on that. I'm focused on getting better because I'm not worried about who, who I'm going with. I'm just trying to, you know, whoever you throw me in there with, you know, we're, we're, we're going to ball out and I'm, I'm going to, you know, try to score every drive. Fields went on and was then asked about Andy Dalton and whether or not he's cheering for his primary competitor at the quarterback competition when they are playing in these preseason games. Take a listen. I feel it's a sense to uh, be there for my teammates when they need me. So um, as long as Andy's in the game, I'm going to be rooting for Andy and, uh, you know, hoping that, you know, we put up 100 points a game. But, you know, when I do go in the game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do the same thing. And, um, you know, what I think what the fans have to realize is we're on the same team. Courtney, give the guy credit. He might not be able to navigate an NFL defense just yet as he learns, but he sure certainly can navigate the press conference. I mean, this goes back to the comment about the speed of the game that he made after playing the Dolphins week one of the preseason where I think what people forget in all of that is that he's giving props to his own defense, and that's him winning over that side of the locker room. The way that he handled these comments, or excuse me, these questions that came at him on Saturday um, that you know could have led him to be like, yeah, it'd be great to see what I look like behind a starting offensive line uh, that's also struggling right now, but it would be great to see Big what it time. looks like. He, 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 he didn't he didn't take the bait effectively. And I'm not saying that was a leading question or anything, but I think he's winning the press conferences because he's saying everything he needs to say right now, not as the starting quarterback and not that I should be the starting quarterback because as a backup, you don't make those types of comments because when you do, and when you're actually put in that situation, you're thrown out to the fire, thrown into the fire, and you don't succeed, then it looks like they made a mistake going to you that early. So I think he's even slow playing it with the way that he's speaking about the situation and what's expected of him in that situation, and also where he stands in the mix at quarterback. So he knows right now he's the number two guy. He's not saying I'm the number one or I'm going to be the number one by this date. He knows where he stands, and I think that's all you can really ask for him, ask of him as he continues kind of trying to fight for this battle and being ready if and when they do go to him sooner from Andy Dalton than they might have expected to. As if the local media hadn't thrown enough high and tight inside pitches to Fields and the presser after the Bills game. Take a listen to what Fields had to say when it came to the fans, the cheering, and everything in between when Andy Dalton was in the game. I noticed it. Um, of course, you know, the fans are awesome uh, getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Um, Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, uh, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. And, um, you know, they have to, you know, trust 
and coach to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions and, um, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like, there's no, that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's that's not doing none of that. So, um, you know, uh, I would say, you know, my, my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. We'll get back into the Bears quarterback situation in just a moment. But airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, from the quarterback situation in Chicago to the quarterback situation that, well, maybe it's developing in Jacksonville. Tonight, the final preseason game of Week 2 features the Jacksonville Jaguars in New Orleans to take on Sean Payton and the Saints. For more on that, we turn to Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's an ESPN NFL Nation reporter. Mike, we appreciate the time. Thanks for jumping on the show. Let's start with this. How serious do you think Urban Meyer is when he talks about rookie number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence and how he hasn't necessarily earned that starting job yet. Do you think we actually have a controversy brewing in Jacksonville? No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, I think I understand what Urban's doing. I mean, he did sort of similar things way back when he was at Florida. I covered him at Florida. So this isn't really a surprise to me, but um, I'm a little surprised that it's kind of drug on this long because it's been clear to anybody that's been out there at camp that, that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback by far out there. Um, but I, I get what he's saying. He's got to earn it. I fully expect uh, that he'll have some sort of announcement after this game early in the week that, yeah, Trevor's going to be the guy because that really is – I mean, it makes no sense if he's not. That, that means there's, there's a misfire in someone's brain somewhere if Trevor Lawrence is not starting. Well, I know that with him playing with the twos, it's just got this weird look to it. This is your franchise quarterback, everything that the entire organization is hedging its future on, yet he's not getting those reps. And and Urban Meyer said that this could last a few more weeks. Like, could you see a scenario where coming out of the Saints game on Monday Night Football, it still is status quo, where Gardner Minshew's taking the reps of the ones and, and Trevor Lawrence still is behind him? Well, they've been rotating days with the ones. So, uh, you know, one day it's Trevor taking snaps with the first-team offense, and and then, you know, the next day it's Gardner Minshew. But, like, kind of complicating things a little bit is the fact that, uh, you know, three the three interior starting offensive linemen may not play tonight. So that may be a thing that, that factors into it going into uh, into this game. But, you know, I asked him, I said, in theory, could this drag on? through the third preseason game and he said yeah in theory but I want to make a decision or I want to end it before that so you know they'd have tomorrow off obviously and they've got some cuts so I would expect on Wednesday that he's going to have some sort of announcement hey this is Trevor's job I mean it's if you look at their numbers and I've tracked their numbers through seven and seven and eleven on eleven all through camp and you know I think Trevor's at 35 touchdowns and seven picks and Minshew, I want to say, is at 27 or 24 touchdowns and two picks. So on that, you go, well, you know, Trevor's thrown five more picks, but it's just the throws that he makes are throws that Gardner Minshew can't make. And and there's no way that this offense will be as effective with Gardner Minshew as it would be with Trevor Lawrence. So this this should end this week. Um, And if not, there's going to be a lot of angst in Jacksonville. 
Mike DiRocco, ESPN NFL Nation Jags reporter, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny today. So in regards to the future with Gardner Minshew, you know, he, he made lemonade out of lemons last year at times playing for the Jaguars. I know he caught a lot of people's attention. He's young, but he's got some upside. Have teams been inquiring as to his availability? Because eventually when Lawrence takes over, barring an injury, it's going to be Lawrence's job for, I'd assume, what Jacksonville wants to be 10-plus years as a franchise QB. So what's the future going to hold for Minshew? Yeah, there hasn't been as much interest as maybe uh, most people expected uh, because the bottom line is with, with Minshew is, yes, he, he's, a, he's a guy that is a really smart kid. Uh, he understands stuff. Uh, relatively quickly, picks up the offense relatively quickly. And if you've got a starting quarterback that gets hurt and you need Minshew to step in for one or two games, yeah, that, that'll work. You can, you, you can win a couple of games with him there. But if you've got to win six, seven, eight games or you've got an eight-game stretch, then maybe it's not uh, ideal. Just because one of the problems they had with him last year was he leaves the pocket too early. He doesn't trust what he sees at times. So he's waiting and waiting and waiting and holding the ball a little bit too long. He doesn't want to make the mistake and throw the interception. So his, his TD to interception ratio is, is pretty good, but you can't game plan for that. He's at his best when he's sort of running around and, and creating, and you can't game plan for that. And it was driving uh, Jay Gruden crazy uh, last year at times, because that's exactly what was happening before he got hurt. So, I mean, I do think he could be a guy that stays in this league for seven, eight, nine, ten years as a backup and, you know, gets an occasional start here when they need it. Um, but, I, I, you know, if, if he's definitely their best backup option behind Trevor Lawrence because C.J. Beathard has not been really good in camp at all. He was good in the preseason opener, but other than that, he's not been very good. So um, I'm expecting him to be around uh, for, you know, at least into the season. And then if somebody gets hurt, then maybe they can, you know, finagle a deal and get something back. But, I mean, I'm not expecting him to, to draw a ton of interest. And, you know, I don't think it would be a third or a fourth round pick that teams would be willing to part with. Hey, Mike, real quick, outside of Lawrence's debut against the Browns in that first preseason game and those two throws to Marvin Jones, there really wasn't that much excitement with this offense, kind of lackluster and looks like they had a lot of things that they needed to clean up. Where do they start on Monday night against the Saints? Yeah, I think the one thing, too, Courtney, is that uh, Urban Meyer, after the game, said, look, I don't want to be a plotting offense. Um, and he was talking about Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer told him there's a lot of stuff we can't show in the preseason, and his question was why. So I think what we'd see tonight is a lot more t- uh, up-tempo on offense, uh, try and get some more plays in, and you know, try and get Travis Etienne the ball a little bit, get him involved get Carlos Hyde involved a little bit more too. And, and, you know, DJ Chark isn't going to play, but we'll see a lot of LaVisca Chenault. So I expect this offense to look significantly more polished this week, and they'll go a little bit more tempo. It's not going to be no huddle for sure, but, you know, they want to get up there and get some plays in. You know, Meyer was lamenting the fact that he get like 60 plays in an NFL game, and he's used to getting 80 or 90. So there'll be a little bit more, uh, I guess, urgency tonight on offense. Mike DiRocco, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Jaguars, joining us here on Greeny. Great stuff, Mike. We appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Is the NFC North the most interesting division off the field in football? That's coming up next. But first, do you have a motorcycle, ATV, 
or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell. With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and even if you are just looking to trade in, RumbleOn will pay you cash no matter what the make or model. Visit rumbleon.com today and enter promo code radio to get a $300 increase on your first cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash, rumble on. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fornball. We're in for Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. You can put the same type of rigor that the pro leagues use for players into your hiring process. Well, you can when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you. And you can invite the top choices to apply for your job. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny today here on ESPN Radio. The NFC North has been anything but devoid of storylines this preseason. Aaron Rodgers versus management in Green Bay. Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields in Chicago. Dan Campbell versus kneecaps in Detroit. And then, of course, there's the Minnesota Vikings, Courtney, who you cover and cover quite well on a daily basis here at ESPN. I need some help because these guys have scored 16 points through two preseason games. I bet them on Saturday to cover the number against Indianapolis. That apparently was too big of a task for them as they fell 12 to 10. I liked them originally to win this division. I thought this was a team that knew their weakness last year was defense. They had gone out and signed Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Mackenzie Alexander. They had a top five offense last year. The writing was on the wall for a bounce back season. And yet here we are week in, week out in the preseason, wondering what's going wrong. Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on his team's first half performance last week. Take a listen. 
Uh, I told them it was a, a very poor performance. We're going to scrimmage next week with this same bunch because we didn't tackle well, that we didn't made the wrong checks on uh, defense with the safeties. Uh, we throw an interception for a touchdown. Um, go three and out the first two series. Terrible punts. So other than that, it's been great. And then like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, Mike Zimmer again on his team's offensive struggles. Uh, offensively, um, you know, it's still a work in progress. Uh, I think we had six first downs at the end of the quarter, in the third quarter when I looked up there. Uh, we were one of 13 or something like that on third downs. Um, so we don't really have much rhythm going on there. How dire is the situation right now for the Vikings, Courtney? I don't put too much stock into preseason games. I don't think you should. But I'm there every single practice. And what Mike Zimmer's talking about with this offense, not being able to get into a rhythm, that's not something you're just seeing against Denver and then this past weekend against the Colts. That's stuff that's happening in practice, in red zone periods. And, of course, you typically would expect the unit that mirrors your head coach's strength, so defense. Typically defense is further along in training camp under Mike Zimmer. But there are a lot of new pieces in this defense, so I don't think that ex- argument's exactly fair this season. What we're seeing happen offensively is that they just can't seem to put it all together right now. Let's start with the offensive line. So they go spend two of their top three draft picks on Christian Dersaw, who's supposed to be starting for you day one at left tackle, and Wyatt Davis, who's supposed to fix one of your biggest weaknesses at right guard. Neither of those two things have panned out yet. Darisaw had another off-season surgery on his core, and, and Wyatt Davis hasn't cracked a, a second-team rep at this point. So your offensive line, which has really struggled at points in pass protection to protect Kirk Cousins, does not look good. And even Cousins, though, has looked really up and down this preseason, more than any other season that I've seen him in Minnesota. And I do think that that's cause for concern because you don't have that much longer to figure it out. You don't have that fourth preseason game. So this week, you know, you are probably going to play your starters. I asked Kirk about it on Saturday night, whether he thinks the offense needs more time together in the preseason. He said, yeah, I expect to play in Kansas city, you know, be on the road, um, have to, you know, potentially use a silent count, be that place gets loud, et cetera, et cetera. But beyond that, I think the thing with the offense that's really bothersome right now is the situation that they have at backup quarterback. Jake Browning, for a while, was the only quarterback available. Remember when they had COVID take out the quarterback room? Well, he's he's left the door open in every way imaginable for Kellen Mond to come in and, and take the QB2 reins. And, and Mond has not been that guy. He has taken a long time to get up to this level uh, where – he's even playing in games. I mean, remember he had COVID. He was out for 10 days, but he has not looked very good when they've put him out into preseason action. And even in practice, I mean, Mike Zimmer's talked about him processing pretty slow and yeah, he did look better last week, but neither of these two guys I would rely on as your backup quarterback. So I think when you talk about that liability that Vegas has right now with the over nine, nine and a half, whatever the line is on the wins for the Vikings projected 2021, I would not take the over right now. I mean, just from what I've seen every single day for the last five weeks, Joe, I would not take that over. I think that that is really um, a a big difference from what we saw earlier in the season where they were projected to be so good. 
probably information I could have used a month ago when I made that wager. But what do you know? You only cover the team every single day. I'm kidding, of course. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Quickly, Courtney Cronin, by the end of the season, do the Vikings finish second in the division or does it get worse? I would say second is the ceiling. Nothing more than that. Second is the ceiling. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fordenbaugh. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. That team's got a defense, or at least they should have a defense after everything they did in the offseason, but we'll see. Tough season. It's going to open up at Cincinnati, followed by a road trip to Arizona. A star quarterback praised a young quarterback, but not one who plays on his team. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.